now. I guess you expect me to step over this ski and then you'll jump on the end and then the end will jump up and hit me in the gonads and I'll scream and make a funny face and fall down the stairs. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I think you've been seeing too many bad movies, pal. Because I'm just going to step around this ski. Just how stupid do you think I am? Hello and welcome to The Worst of Netflix, a fan Yay. critical podcast. Thank you very much, mate. Um, I won't introduce you just yet, uh, but actually I am going to introduce you right now. Um, that oh, okay. cheering from across the seas is my good friend and partner in crime, John. Yeah, Hi, I mate. mean, I'm not not massively happy about the hesitancy around the word friend, for anyone <laughs> yeah, well, listening back to that. I, I thought um, about pal uh, and then <laughs> changed my mind at the last second. Yeah enemy yeah. <laughs> um yeah. yeah no it's uh it's good to be back uh, maybe we're not friends after this uh after this pick to be honest mate but no you know we'll soon no. find out i'm really sorry and i i genuinely <laughs> i genuinely feel a little bit bad making you watch um this film which uh which we'll we'll reveal in a moment um particularly after last week when uh, or our last episode, where you gave me such an absolute treat um, watching Alienator. That was a delight, wasn't bloody it? Bloody good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, bloody good. I had a great time. I mean, mm. the the only thing is that's not the aim of what we're we're trying to do here. Um, so the name is the worst <laughs> of Netflix. Uh, maybe you would like to just explain for any any new listeners out there what we're uh, what we're setting out to achieve in this podcast. Yeah. So. Um, obviously, as a as a, a fan critical podcast crew, uh, naturally we're normal people. Mm. Well, some of us, some of us mm. look a bit weird, act a bit yeah. weird. But um, the two of us are normal. We're obviously the normal ones. Um, we're lucky enough to watch some absolute classic films and then get the chance to talk about them and agree or disagree. Um, mm. The, I guess the point of this journey is that we are, me and yourself, uh, only us, no one else is worming their way into this. Um, we search the doldrums, uh, the sewers uh, of Netflix for zero blueberry movies. Now, as a podcast crew, we have a blueberry system, a scoring system. Uh, zero to five blueberries, there can be no half blueberry Absolutely um, not. We we have already found a zero blueberry movie in the very first episode, but have yet yeah. to get another one. Um, yeah. So yeah, sort of sort of ruined the game there by by picking out <laughs> the worst of the bunch. Like I know oh. I know the podcast is called the worst of Netflix. That didn't mean you have to find the worst film on Netflix <laughs> immediately. All right. So as I as I mentioned uh, last week was the was not I nearly said the Alienator, but no, last week was Alienator. That would make sense. That would yeah, make right. sense. <laughs> uh, but no, this uh, that was a, a a great watch. I mean, it didn't score highly in the blue bometer, um, mm. but it, it, as far as the worst of Netflix goes, it was a great film to watch. Like we classic, know, yeah. We we both had a great time watching that. Mm. Um, and as ever, we take it in turns to choose the next film. And I, I, for one, can't wait to hear what you have in store for us next time. But uh, but <laughs> I decided 
to watch something that I thought we would maybe enjoy a bit less than we did the mm. alien than we did Alienator. Um, yeah. And that film is called Baby Geniuses. <sighs> I mean, even the name, like exactly, like exactly the name, it's fucking awful. Smart babies, just just yep. call it that. Makes oh, more sense. Uh, even even. Genius babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give you a quick synopsis of the movie. It's probably the yep. best place to start, right? Scientists <laughs> hold talking, super intelligent babies captive, but things take a turn for the worse when a mix up occurs between a baby genius and its twin. I think one thing to recognise before we get into this is that this movie <clears throat> is clearly not made for us as its intended audience. You mean the human race, or...? <laughs> there, there is a problem that we have here where we are looking at it through a very specific lens, and that is the lens of, well, for you, a middle-aged ma- white man, and for me, <laughs> a slightly younger white You're man. You're still middle-aged, mate. Well, no, give me a few years. Both and... in our 30s. <laughs> More honest. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so we have to remember that we do have to remember that when we're watching movies but i think i mm. think that you and i are quite capable of having a look at a film and going look it wasn't made for me um <laughs> and so i don't love it however i can see why it's why it would be a good film for a seven-year-old right like we we, yeah. we have the capability to do that and it's possible yeah. that we might come to that conclusion once we've finished no um dis- <laughs> absolutely not well, okay <laughs> no because um, no to- look i there's nothing. Kids haven't done anything wrong, so the assumption no. <laughs> that I'm going to turn around and go, "Do you know what? Make this kid watch this film." That is unfair. Yeah, yeah. no, that would be that would be terrible. As is tradition, um, I'm going to read out. <clears throat> I'm only going to read out two uh, reviews this week. Mm. Um, <laughs> review number one, <clears throat> written on uh, right. This is from IMDb. Written on the 21st yep. of March, 2005. Um, good year, 2005. Good um, year, yeah. Yeah. Liverpool European champions. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, this, uh, I, I will let everybody know that this, this review has come with a spoiler warning on it. It does say, warning, spoilers. Um <laughs> It's uh, from Dwayne Gibson, who gives it a 1 out of 10 stars. Mm. Uh, And the heading of the review is, It Makes Me Hate Myself. (laughs) And that's the end of the review. So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, now, next one is uh, from Valku Andre... Dash six six eight nine three. Mm. Do you reckon Valku Andre as a name was gone? Like, how mad is that? <laughs> I particularly. I mean, when did they write this review? Two thousand sixteen, actually. So it is relatively. Oh, recent. To be fair, there were yeah, there were lots of them knocking about in two thousand and six. Few Valku Andres around. Two stars out of ten. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please don't watch this movie, is the heading. Mm. What a great movie. 
obviously sarcasm there. Nice one, Valkyrie, <laughs> Andrew. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense otherwise. <laughs> well, no. What is wrong with this movie? I can tell you everything. The actors <laughs> are were in the wrong places. The script is very bad. And the baby mm. geniuses are not very bright. That's unfair. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they're like, these babies are like quoting Napoleon and stuff. They're pretty smart. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can talk about what is wrong f- about this movie for 10 days and after <laughs> I can die. Or if you want to spend 95 minutes of your life watching baby geniuses, please be my guest. I don't want to stop you from making the worst decision of your life. Nope. And if you want to see this abomination against humanity, all that I can say is, may God have mercy. Okay. It, yeah, wow. I know, a bit, bit heavy. It is mm. not a masterpiece. Right. I mean, you've <laughs> yes. definitely established that. <laughs> it's just a poor excuse for making a terrible movie. It's not mm. for kids or adults. So, like you said, actually, maybe yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree with him. I agree with him. <laughs> agree with everything he's just said there. Yeah, um, not well, not the ten that's... days bit, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully this podcast won't go on that long. Um, <laughs> long edit, if so. Next step for us is let's let's jump straight in, shall we? Let's um, let's run through the plot and uh, and John, I've got. Copious notes, believe it or not, after watching this film. Yeah. Um, is it the script so, or? Yeah, almost entirely. Um, yeah. But if you want to stop me at any point, then please do. Uh, mm. I'll, I've got a Probably few... Probably quicker if I just let you go, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll just do this one on my own. Uh, and <laughs> once we've been through, and I mean, I guess the point of us going through the plot is so that you guys who are listening have an understanding of what we're talking about here rather than us just saying this is a terrible movie it's mm. it's good for you to be able to picture it and mm. like we say we watch these films so that you don't have to um so hopefully we we don't oversell it and encourage any of you to go and watch it uh and hopefully our descriptions of what happens are, are detailed enough um so that you can safely listen to this podcast without ever coming into contact with baby geniuses on or that, baby on geniuses that note, too which i discovered is a thing i mean that is mental um it'd yeah. be mad if that was the next film that we were watching wouldn't it be guys don't um, don't it is do not <laughs> don't even dare I'm not i really it. considered I'll, it i'll just um, quit like i'm not i'm not doing that again i can't believe that a sequel was green lit but anyway <laughs> okay so we will get straight into it just after this little advert. (laughs) Hello there. Thank you very much for bearing with me whilst I run you through just a few of the things that Fan Critical are up to. Uh, So if you're enjoying uh, this episode of The Worst of Netflix, please make sure that you do listen in to some of the other things that we're up to. We've been very busy. Just finished our Game of Thrones coverage let's just say we weren't necessarily enamoured with the final season of our favourite show, but still lots to look forward to. We've got Black Mirror, uh, which will be out uh, next week, 
Um, there are some new episodes of that. We're very much looking forward to that. Stranger Things out next month. Uh, we'll be covering that uh, that third season, which we're extremely excited about. We do love Stranger Things and any major event movies that come out in the meantime as well. So as I say, if you're enjoying this episode so far, please do check out some of our other shows. But if you're not enjoying it so far, well, you know, give it a chance. It's only been about 10 minutes. God, demanding. Anyway, back onto the show. (laughs) Baby geniuses, if you thought this was going to be a slow movie, you were... Absolutely right, but the first <laughs> 30 seconds is all action, isn't it? That yeah. word. Straight into it. No introduction, <coughs> like no concept of any of the premise at all. Mm. We've just got alarms blaring, action music going, people standing very close to the camera for some reason, um, yeah. saying he's Mate. escaped. Yeah, like, when it first started, I was like, well, hold on, have I, is this Mission Impossible 11, or... Yes. Uh, and it wasn't, unfortunately. Um, no. <laughs> no, it was it Baby Geniuses. Yes, it was. Yes. Well, what we've got, we've got, like, uh, security guards and, um, you know, tooled-up henchmen, basically, running around <laughs> this complex. Uh, there's a lift that opens, and I don't know, I don't know if you remember, but... The sound of the lift is definitely the sound of lifts in the N64 game Perfect Dark. <laughs> we've uh, the the security guards. We can hear them over the radio. They're like, "We've got him! We've got him! We've got him trapped! We, we've got him cornered!" And you're like, "Oh my god! What is this? Who? What are they going to find?" And oh my word! What is it? It's a baby! What? It's a little baby. Little baby. They're just, all like just a little baby. Just like why does everyone go mental? Can everyone calm regular down. Regular little baby. Yeah. Yeah. Settle. Um just, but yeah, then you relax. can hear like over the radio they're saying things like Be careful. He's There's a helicopter flying around for some reason. That explodes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't really. That'd be hilarious though. But uh but they go to grab the baby. Tell you what. This ain't no ordinary baby. No. He knows he knows but, bloody karate. Yeah. You know, little little judo fro. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that I don't know if that constitutes uh intelligence or genius, does it? Being able to be physically strong like that. That was exactly I mean, my thought. Just, it's just a little dwarf, isn't it? Just a little dwarf <laughs> with a yeah, with like a little weird wig on. Just, uh, just does a little judo throw. He does, he does a little judo throw. I, yeah, maybe, maybe a better name would be for this film would be Strong Babies, because he's strong babies, yeah. strong babies, because he's just a really strong baby. You don't need to be a genius to be good at, like martial arts. Yeah, do you? Just, just well, call them ultra problem. babies. They go, okay. So, what's an ultra baby? You go, well, they're strong and smart. All oh, right, yeah. okay, yeah, cool. I'll definitely watch yeah. that. Is there going to be a second one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. There's there's a line um worries me a little bit when they're chasing um should we na- should we name should we name him? 
not yet. Not yet. Okay. So they're chasing him. Um, there's a line where they say, initiate probers. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Little yeah, baby. Seven. Initiate the probers. Yeah. There's there also no weird... evidence of the probers. <laughs> yeah. Well, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they had to cut it out. Yeah. Very, very different film. Um, mm. <laughs> so, so this baby obviously knows karate. He sees off like five henchmen and then does the weirdest laugh in the world. Wow. I'm going to insert that here. so creepy really creepy like just everything that the babies do in this film is creepy to be honest but yes every time they laugh you're just thinking they're laughing because they can see like the death of humanity or something like yeah they are evil babies and if anything that's what the film could be called ultra evil babies his mouth's weird it's like sort of cgi'd a bit but not 100%. A little bit, yeah. It's so weird. Um, and then he's running off. And, uh-oh, who's this? Clearly an evil doctor. He's got glasses and, like, he's balding. Um, and he's got a funny little beard. And hold on a minute. That's Dr. Emmett Brown. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> Why is he in this? What's he doing in this film? Christopher Why? Lloyd. So disappointing. He yeah. looks devastated to be in this film. Like the whole movie, he is devastated uh, to be in it. It's just like, I mean, when he got the script, and I can't imagine that he was paid that much. I mean, the budget for this movie was not huge, but why has he done it? There's a lot of actors in this film where I'm like, what? Are yeah. you, what are you doing in this? That is worth mentioning. Is that generally speaking, the the cast is quite strong. Like, yeah. for such an awful movie, there are some all right, like, big, big-ish names in there. Well, look, so, I mean, Kathleen Turner yeah, and Christopher Lloyd, they're big enough to be on the front cover, absolutely. I mean, you've got Kim Cattrall. Now, this was made a year after Sex and the City had started. So yeah, that's she's already she raking it in star. from HBO. Yeah, like... Why have you decided to do this? It's also got um, Dom DeLuise, who he's better known for his like um, for his voice acting. But mm. oh my god, his his voice is brilliant. He's so, he's, he's he's great. He's in like um, American Tale. Remember that? Mm. Um, I I was just I was devastated <clears throat> to hear his voice lent to this film. But then he's also lent <laughs> his entire face as well. Yeah, and then. I mean, the one that really confuses me, Peter Manickle. Yeah. Um, now, he was in the blockbuster that was Ghostbusters 2. Now, we all know that is a classic movie. And really, anyone that's in that film would never have to make another film again. Such was it a blockbuster success. Um, and also a film that you can watch at any time of the year. Uh, you know, Easter, Christmas. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah, um, definitely. So yes, yeah, one of so, those Christmas movies that's not a Christmas movie. Yeah. If that's so, an interest, if that's a topic that interests you, check out our other podcasts. <laughs> our anti-Christmas podcast. 
All right. Well, anyway, so big actors and they should know better. <laughs> Doctor, the Doctor, we don't know his name yet either. He manages to stop uh, this baby from running around just by looking at him and saying, <laughs> like, that's enough. Um, mm. So the baby stops, even though he's really good at karate and judo and shit. He could have yeah, just done weird, more of that. Then it sort of cuts to another scene and he's <laughs> he's standing at a computer that I've named the exposition computer. <laughs> Where this he is decides to it really is. Uh, this might what? be I, the worst thing in the film, genuinely. Yeah, it's really bad. Um I'm gonna insert the audio because I think it basically tells you the the, the premise of the film. Operation Twin Com access requested. Analyzing voice print. Review project in summary form. Twincom is designed to prove the superiority of the Kinder method of child rearing. To accomplish this, two years ago, twin brothers Sylvester and Witt were born to a specially selected surrogate mother. Director of operations Dr. Elena Kinder then arranged for baby Witt to be adopted into the home of her niece. And her niece's husband, Dr. Dan Bobbins. Now, this the equivalent would be you working somewhere for ten years, and then you walk into work and you press a button that tells you what your day to what your day to day job is. Like he knows everything that is being played. It's fucking bizarre. Why is he looking at this computer? He's asked for the computer to tell him that stuff. Yeah, why though? Computer, tell me what I've been doing for the last three years. <laughs> Within Why? that exposition as well, we've got the names of these characters is a fucking joke. Dr. Elena Kinder. Yep. Right, good one. Robin Bobbins and her husband, <laughs> Dr. Dan Bobbins. Why, why, why are they the Bobbinses? That's <laughs> mental. What about the kids? Yeah, all right, and the then twin the brothers. kids, the kids. So, so we discover that this baby who's escaped, um, or nearly escaped, his name's Sylvester, mm. uh, aka Sly, yeah. and he has a he has a twin brother that he doesn't know um, exists called Wit. <laughs> <laughs> is that what sort of a name? Is that is that a yeah. name? Short for Whitney, presumably, but that's the girl's name, isn't it? Yeah, well, who knows? Ahead of its time, this film. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, the the exposition computer there has given you an idea of, of what we know at this stage. Um, so, obviously, Wit um, has, is living with the Bobbins, um, <laughs> adopted by them, uh, and the Bobbins's don't know that Sly <laughs> exists and Sly is existing in this lab, like laboratory type of environment. That's where he's growing mm. up uh, under the, the care of Dr. Elena Kinder, who's running experiments to see if they can produce baby geniuses. Mm. I still don't get the point of any of it. What, what is the aim? You know, you've got a little, got a little theme park. That seems to be going well. Don't worry about any yeah. of this stuff. Yeah, so we find out we find out that the company here are called Baby Co. Um, they make 
they make baby toys and uh, there's a line in there that I loved as well like and uh, this global company sponsor orphanages worldwide in over 10 countries (laughs) 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 what's Uh, what's over 10 11 (laughs) just say that in over 11's countries (laughs) (laughs) Right. And as you foreshadowed, uh, they're opening a theme park as well. So um, Robin Bobbins is is there to witness the uh, <laughs> the opening with her husband, Doctor Dan Bobbins. Um, and there's the, the amassed press are there as well because obviously it's a big deal. And gosh, Elena Kinder, she can handle the press, can't she? <laughs> but one person isn't buying into it. Who's that, John? I don't know. Oh, for fuck's sake. Did you watch this movie? Yeah, but I sort of zoned out. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you then. Robin Bobbins hates her aunt, Elena Kinder. Why? She She thinks that she's a liar and a fraud and that she steals ideas. There's no evidence of that, but that's what she's (laughs) claiming. Now, um, Elena then introduces some... uh, one of the most terrifying things I've seen in film <laughs> in a long time. Yeah, baby bunting. Who's who's greenlit? Who's, who's greenlit that? Who thinks that's a good idea? Imagine a baby, but the baby is like nine foot. Yeah. Um, its head's oversized. The eyes are oversized. Its voice yeah. is like. Oh, what a sweet name. Give baby Bunting a big hug. Yes. I don't know. Imagine, like, the fucking the mountain from Game of Thrones or... Very good, yeah. Like, Andre the Giant. Something like that. And... But with a baby's brain. If you went to Disney World and they took all of the good stuff out and instead of it being fucking Mickey Mouse coming up and saying hello to your kids, you've got fucking Blaster from... Mad Max Free running up to your kids going like it's just terrible yeah. man. Yeah, so um he does that, he runs up to a kid and he goes <laughs> Give give me a hug and she's like, Oh yeah, oh so cute. So hugs <laughs> the like this giant abomination. He then burps and Elena Kinder goes well. I guess we'll have to change his diaper. Why? <laughs> That's I thought I thought she understood babies. How is Kathleen Turner not turning around again? I'm not reading that out. <laughs> All right, so they they continue the tour for a bit. Then uh, the the evil doctor played by Christopher Lloyd um mm. turns out his name is Heap. Dr. Heap. <laughs> what is wrong with this film? Like just just <laughs> Honestly, type into Google common surnames and pick something from the top 100. Dr. Heap. Um, He then, he turns into Exposition Computer because he gives Elena Kinder a tour of her own lab. (laughs) It would be funny if uh, just for some, for absolutely no reason, if you just give me a tour of the place that I work (laughs) at and I built and designed. Okay, then. But she seems to be learning a lot. She's very enthusiastic about what she's being shown. Um, again, even though that is her place of work that she has created. Um, 
Heap explains that they have got eight babies that they think are promising in terms of being a genius. So that's important, by the way. I want you to remember that. We then cut away from this the lab to a some sort of idyllic playgroundy thing um, with lots of kids running around playing on swings and whatever. And a, a giant fat guy played by, by Dom DeLuise... Um, <laughs> swoops in picks up two kids and starts walking off and mm. a lady says These hey the where are you going with those kids um, <laughs> yeah one of the production crew go dom where, where are you going with those kids <laughs> we, st- we still need them for the rest of the movie <laughs> turns out that he's a he's a plumber that or like a handyman i guess that works mm. on site at this this kindergarten this kindergarten is run by the bobbins of all people <laughs> The bobbin. Yeah. Now, one of the uh, one of the two kids that um, that that Dom DeLuise picked up is uh, well, he looks exactly the same as our boy Sly that we met earlier yeah. in the movie. There you go. This cheeky little little fella. Uh, it turns out his name is Wit. Now we have heard ah. the name Wit already, haven't we? The computer yes. that tells you what's going on said. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Wit is uh, is is Sly's brother, but he's being brought up in a regular household um, rather than in a laboratory. So the insinuation here is that Wit isn't going to be clever, I think, whereas Sly will be because he's in a lab. But mm. um, turns out that he bloody knows his stuff. Anyway, he's discussing like business plans with his with his sister, <laughs> um, and as you do. Yeah, uh, that, you know, if they do something, I'm not entirely sure what the plan was, but it's going <laughs> to result in a fourfold increase in profits. Now, we then go back to the lab and there are five genius babies sitting around. Why have I got an issue with that, John? Well, they said eight, didn't they? Exactly. They said eight baby so, geniuses. Where's the other ones? <laughs> I don't know. But... <laughs> There's, so there's five of them sitting around in this lab, and they're someone walks talking. in and they go, "Oh, there, there you go. There's our pride and joy, five genius babies." Did, did, did you say? Did you say eight earlier? Yeah, don't worry about that. We change the script. <laughs> All right, we'll change the beginning of the film then. No, we're not. We're not going back and redoing that. No, Just forget we ever said that. They won't remember. <laughs> well, <laughs> jokes on you, baby geniuses, producers. <laughs> I did. Um. <laughs> anyway, these uh, these babies are sitting around having a chat, and they are talking absolute gibberish, as babies do. Um, yeah. And you know, because we're adults, we can't understand them. But mm. what the film handily does is it allows us to to understand baby talk for a bit as well. What do you think? Should I enlighten her? She won't understand. She doesn't speak our language. But go ahead, have fun. Alright, so we we meet a few of these characters basically. Um uh a few of these a few of these little babies and they are smart. They're relatively smart babies. But they're not they don't appear to be smarter than a smart adult. Sly. Uh, hero of the piece, obviously. 
he decides a that he's going to refer to himself in the third person a lot from this yep. point, calling himself yep. the Sly Man Ugh. constantly, just constantly mm. saying, "Don't mess with the Sly Man." Prick. Yeah, he's a little wanker in all honesty. <laughs> Um, he's also decided that he's going to escape again. And this is pretty clever. He manages to manufacture some sort of electro ray gun that shuts off the security systems. And he manages to get yeah. out of his little house that he's been drilled into. Um, Quite a cool little house, that, though. Look well comfortable. Yeah, I don't know why he's trying to escape. It looks lovely. Mm. Just staying there. Yeah. Yeah. Um but no, he decides that he's going to escape. He does it by uh, one of his tricks is that uh, a lady comes around with all the like to collect all the dirty nappies or diapers. Um, yep. And he has to climb into the tub of dirty nappies. Mm. This is awful because he acknowledges before he climbs in that it's that they're all covered in shit. Like, <laughs> He he looks at it and he says, "Ugh, diaper gravy," which is an yeah. awful thing to say. Awful, yeah. awful. That gets awful said phrase. about three or four times. Ugh, diaper gravy. Diaper gravy. Ew. Diaper gravy. Once, right, once know. by a dog. <laughs> Right, so he says dirty, I mean, he says diaper gravy, which is awful, climbs into it. Then the lady with the the trolleys of diapers walks around, walks around the complex, goes into, like, the control centre where there's just a couple of guys operating a, a computer. I don't know whether that's to check if their diapers are ready to be collected. <laughs> or... <laughs> she also manages to give some technical advice to them somehow, even though her job appears to be dirty diaper collector. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, don't have a go, like, mate. Well, I mean, why is she walking in going... Looks to me like the tracking software needs to be recompiled. Yeah, what, what are you about? doing in here with fucking a shitty pile of diapers? Get out, Get man. Out. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this anyway. before, man. Actually, it's a fucking baby in there. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of we cut back to um, to Wit talking with his sister Carrie, um, mm. who's also a baby, um, and they teach us a little bit about what's happening here. They they tell us that, um, or they tell each other, even though they know um, that this is the case. That once again, babies yet again. Yeah, <laughs> unreal once babies learn to talk they cross over so mm. all babies are really so all babies are geniuses like they lose their genius once they learn to talk human <clears throat> adult speak mm. now that seems to happen at around two years old according to this film all right then we go back after that bit of um exp- exposition Nonsense. we go back to sly in his little in his diaper gravy and (laughs) um, a truck a truck appears to take the dirty diapers the truck is called P. Oopsies like poopsies or something right Mm. now my biggest issue here is 
I thought the lady whose job was to collect the dirty diapers and wheel around a a, a trolley full of them had a shit job. <laughs> um, but this guy's job is to drive a truck that is specifically dedicated to collecting dirty nappies. Mm. That's all it does. Where's that going? Where is he driving <laughs> that to? Well, we, we we never find out because Sly escapes. He jumps out mm. of the the uh, the diaper trolley once more, saying "diaper gravy." Um, and the dog overhears him. <laughs> gets out of the gets out of the gets out of the truck. Presumably, he's covered in shit. And yep. um very smelly going, baby. He goes and sits down in the middle of a street. How many geniuses do you know that sit in the middle of a busy street covered in shit only the ones that are having a breakdown to be honest yeah right this film isn't called baby genius has a breakdown Um, (laughs) probably a better name much better name at least it's one genius like (laughs) rolls off the tongue better yes um anyway he's like oh god all right i better get out of this street runs down an alleyway and a homeless guy grabs him I mean, the film takes a turn for the worst here. We get some menacing, homeless, like, kidnapper. Like, what's he doing, man? Yeah, he literally kidnaps him. Um, Fucking um, evil guy. Who is this guy, man? Sly beats the shit out of him and, like, sends him flying into a cubicle where he instantly dies, maybe. (laughs) I think this next bit is where the film really takes a turn and this is this is probably my bigger issue with this film is that some of this stuff is just it's kind of misplaced misjudged I reckon. And right, yeah, I know exactly what you're on about. Just before you say that, he has uh, he has this disguise on, doesn't he? He's yes, wearing what? Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. On. So for a start, the assumption is that he's undressed the homeless guy he's just killed and taken his clothes. That <laughs> weirds me out. He's then walking down the street. I don't know why. If he's such a genius, why does he think that no one's going to point out that they've got a small baby with a fucking a little cap, a massive jacket, smoking a cigar? He then goes, oh, this disguise sucks, and abandons everything that he has, including the cigar and the hat. Carry on. Yeah, so, but no, it's important to remember that he definitely doesn't have any of that on him. And he then jumps into a pram, um, and we see that the pram isn't unoccupied, which I thought it was at first. I was like, "This makes no <laughs> sense. Why is she walking around that with w- an empty pram?" That would be um, really depressing, like tragic. Yes, yes. Just um, yeah. fortunately, I suppose. But then, really weirdly as well, mm. there's a little baby girl in the pram, yeah. and. <sighs> She's weird because, like, the her mouth is like really CGI'd in. Um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't work. And Sly, like, immediately tells her to take off her clothes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to which she she replies, "Okay, Slick." At least you could take me to dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is dear. weird. This is too so weird. So misplaced. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I watched this with uh, with Michelle uh, and bl- and bless her because she was like, yeah, let's watch this on a Friday night, like it's a treat or something, and it wasn't. <laughs> um, so when that happened, I turned to her and said, "That's a line that I would use. Like if someone says something that you could interpret as being slightly suggestive, my retort will be, oh, at least you can buy me dinner first." So to hear a baby say it to another baby made me feel very uncomfortable. We then cut away. We cut away from this this because we go and see um, the Bobbinses at home. (laughs) Robin Bobbins explains to her husband that they adopted Wit because they thought they couldn't have babies. But then they had Carrie. It was a good job she told him that, isn't it? Or he might never have known. (laughs) Do you remember that stuff that happened before? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's me. It was me and you. Who are you talking to? I mean, it's just lazy writing. I, how much exposition is there in this? Which bit of this film <laughs> isn't exposition? Well, yeah, I mean, there's some really bad stuff later on where it's like they're just calling it what it is. All right, then we go back to Sly and his girlfriend. Um, yeah, his wife. And they're in... Uh, they're in a, sh- a shopping mall, and what's this? Sly is wearing girls, baby girls' clothes. So she yep. did get undressed for him and give him her clothes. Now mm. we see him first, and he hops out of the pram, and then we cut to the baby girl. And what's mm. she wearing, John? She's uh, she's wearing his get-up that he definitely abandoned before, and yep. smoking. If you go back to some of our Castle Rock critical coverage of Castle Rock, I said that, you know, famously in film, rather than show two people have sex, I can't believe I'm saying this in Baby Geniuses as well, um, you you don't show it because, you know, you, you, you'll offend people. So you just you have someone have a cigarette or a smoke, cigar, if you will, after to just insinuate that something's happened now that is not appropriate with two babies uh so she's sitting there she's smoking i mean the other assumption is she she must have had her own fucking cigar because he didn't bring it into the fucking pram (laughs) like what the fuck so anyway what kind of mother is this yeah and then he jumps out and she says what call me so the joke is that these two babies have had sex now they're they're <laughs> oh, under two God. years old i mean that alone is enough for me to go right what on earth is kathleen turner doing in this movie <laughs> all right so so sly is now in this shopping mall and he decides to go and hide out for a bit and um then he's in a mall after closing time which is pretty exciting yeah i'd love that what would you do first if you're in a shopping I, mall after closing? I time? think um, because obviously, if you're in a, a shopping mall um, and you're a kid, you go straight to the toy store, wouldn't you? Uh, or what you do is you go and just dress up as loads of random people for no reason, and then you decide that you want to be a part of some of the worst CGI face placement. I have ever seen to enact out Saturday Night Fever. 
Um, why would you do this on your own? I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't see the point in any of it. I mean, the first bit is great. He like slides in uh, into a a shop just as the shutters are closing and goes to play Crash Bandicoot for a bit. Great idea. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. Nice little uh, product placement, Sony as but well. Then, so, I've always had a problem, John, with like dancing babies and CGI dancing babies. I hate <laughs> it. I hate mm. it. Um, in England, before I before I left, there were a couple of adverts that had that. I think there was a toilet paper one, but definitely mm. Evian. The, the Evian, water. yeah, they love it, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always hated that stuff, so I hated this scene so much. Mm. Like, yeah. I was just i i didn't I, I didn't want to watch it. I was like, this is disgusting. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he's tried on a few clothes, looked fucking weird. I swear to God, as well. At this point, I was like, I swear this baby, like whoever's playing this baby, keeps changing. Well, yeah, because uh, weirdly enough, uh, it's a set of triplets that play a set of twins. How weird is that? Dan Bobbins is in bed with uh, with his wife, uh, Robin Bobbins, and <laughs> uh, Dan suggests suddenly, <laughs> out of nowhere, hmm. The Tibetans believe that when we're born into our next life, we retain universal knowledge for the first two years or so, then we learn to talk, and we forget it all. And, <laughs> right. Robin's... <laughs> Robin's there in bed, like, right, why are you telling me that? Have you been drinking? (laughs) Totally, totally pointless. Um, We then go to the next morning, and I just, I wanted to include this line, because (laughs) I couldn't believe it. It's it's just, it's the, it's in kindergarten, and uh, there's a little girl, and maybe, maybe like a slightly larger young chap. And she just goes, Oh, what? You never heard of Weight Watchers? <laughs> it's like two years old. That's brutal. <laughs> anyway, Robin goes, uh, Hey, I'm going to take, I'm going to go to the mall. She says to Dan Bobbins, her husband, Do you want me to take, <laughs> do you want me to take the kids, as in Wit and Carrie? Now, he definitely mm. says, No. No, don't take the kids. And she's like, all right then, and takes wit. Classic. And, well, hold on a second. Who else is at the mall? Little fella. Sly. <laughs> he Sly man. his name. Yeah, Sly that's man. just... You know who else is at the mall? A load of goons. A load of... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the goons from, are there. The gooners, the yeah. We just hear sort of somebody's walkie-talkie saying, like, he's been spotted at the mall. <laughs> right? We're all Relax. Sly manages to kind of fight off a few of the goons again and this fucking laugh comes back in. There's a bit of a mix-up though because Wit and Sly happen to be wearing fairly similar clothes Mm. um, and they meet each other and lose their shit. They're like, what? Oh my God. Screaming and like... You look like me. The goons end up putting Wit in a black bag in a packed mall. They just put a kid in a bag. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's just the bit where you get five people just stand there and just create this barrier. That would bring yeah. more attention to you, if anything. Oh, they're all wearing like seven black guys. Suits. 
fucking hell, what are they doing? What are those seven massive guys all wearing black suits doing next to a child's fucking play area? Like, you panic immediately. So, Wit ends up getting taken back to the lab, um, and he's just crying. Um, (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Just in tears. Yeah, Elena Kinder's, like, having a massive go at him. Like, look at... Just embarrassing, calling him out in front of everyone. Like, Mm. I want everybody to look at this little piece of shit who's fucked everything (laughs) up that we've been working for. Look at him, little prick. He's got got no idea what's happening. He's just crying. (laughs) um, Meanwhile, Sly's been taken back to the kindergarten and is just going mental. Why does he go mental? I don't understand. He's just doing backflips and everything. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking terrifying. Oh, um, look, I, I gave him gave him some ice cream earlier, and since then he's gone ballistic. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what she says. Yeah, he's on um, the, he's on the little he's on the little anyway, rope, and uh, <laughs> they they all think that he's just being a bit weird. But Carrie, um, the little girl. She just starts crying because she knows. She knows she <laughs> Such knows. a weird reaction. <laughs> oh, just go over to the guy and be like, who the fuck are you? You're definitely not my brother. Call him out there and then. Don't wait until they go to bed. Like, yeah. you're not my brother. They end up working out at the lab that, um, uh, that Wit isn't sly. So Dr. Elena Kinder goes, oh my God, and goes out, speaks to wit and says sly sly and he's not responding and then she goes wit and he turns around oh my god she's discovered that she's got the wrong baby that made me laugh to be honest a bit yeah. where he, he spun around really quickly <laughs> yeah, was it was, was quite funny that was quite <laughs> yeah. Funny. Wit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what do you want <laughs> <laughs> now she's absolutely furious at the the goons like fuming she is running around calling them idiots and uh, shit idiots you idiots you imbeciles you morons you cretins you 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 traitors then suddenly she goes you wonderful brilliant assemblage you have given me the greatest gift of my entire life. I'm still, like, thinking about how the rest of the movie goes. I don't understand what made her happy about this situation. But this is one of those bits where I started to zone out of the film, I've got to say. Like, <laughs> the next 15 minutes, I don't really yeah. remember. None of the decisions make any sense. None of the motivations are clear at all. I don't know what people are trying to achieve with mm. any of the things that they do. <laughs> Elena gets happy after initially being very angry that they've got the wrong baby. She gets very happy that they've got the wrong baby. Anyway, she Mm. decides she's got to go and visit the Bobbins. She goes over to the Bobbins' house. For some reason, Dr. Elena Kinder starts saying, Hey, um, Dr. Dan Bobbins, you should come to the lab and do some of your work there. Again, why? Why? He's going to discover that you've got you've kidnapped his baby. This is mental. And then Sly 
manages to communicate with Dr. Dan Bobbins because he's he's able to sort of occasionally tap into baby language, like he can understand it a little bit. He manages, Sly manages to tell Dr. Dan Bobbins, don't go to the lab because they've got wit. And so again, why are you telling him not to go? <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. I There are times where it's like, have they have they read the wrong script? Have has everybody got <laughs> they fucked up? She should be trying to stop him from going to the lab and the baby should be trying to make him go to the lab. That's mm. that's what makes sense. But instead the opposite's happening. <laughs> Nonsense. So some goons have come to get Sly. At this point I had totally lost track of what was happening in this film. Yeah, I mean I was kind of sitting there and I thought, what's going on? Where have the bobbins gone? I was even starting to forget who Sly was and who Wit was and where people are supposed to be at this point. And also, even if Kathleen Turner's lot are even evil, because at this point, it's like, well, I mean, are they even getting anything out of this? For the most part, <laughs> yeah. it seems like they're all right, to be honest. But yeah, so we get these we get these guys that go over to uh, to get Sly so they go in um, and what are they posing as like plumbers electricians or, or plumbers or some sort of handyman which is uh, i mean that's nonsense because they've got an in-house handyman dom de louise this guy and this guy i've seen him in like friends and stuff so he goes up goes up the stairs opens this door that leads up to more stairs and how big this fucking house is and we got the sly man at the top of the stairs and he's got a little a ski he's got a ski and this guy he just looks at him and goes you must be sylvester i heard about you and your <laughs> karate <laughs> he then says what against karate <laughs> honestly get out don deloise so this guy says to a small baby I'm a black belt. Care to try me, son? Now, he's a little baby, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. Chill out. So then he goes up the steps. He looks down at the ski. And he says, Now, I guess you expect me to step over this ski, and then you'll jump on the end, and then the end will jump up and hit me in the gonads, and I'll scream and make a funny face and fall down the stairs. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I think you've been seeing too many bad movies, pal. I thought so I was being a... spoken to directly at that point. <laughs> so, you know, he's starting to get really aggressive because I'm just <laughs> going to step around this ski. Is it? Like, oh. <laughs> oh this, yeah? this is, do you know why this is hilarious? Is because it sounds exactly like you are making this all up, but you are quoting it. <laughs> Verbatim. This is the script. This is exactly what is being said. <laughs> I'm just going to step around this ski. Just how just stupid, how do, you stupid do you think I am? So he steps around the ski. The sly man throws, I don't know, like a fucking teddy bear at him or something uh, <laughs> that, that this guy has to dodge. And by dodging it, he steps over the ski. He has time, though, <laughs> to, to step on over the ski, look up and go, oh... <laughs> and then 
Yeah, and then Sly goes, just before that, he says, how stupid do you think I am? Uh, and then he just jumps on the ski, hits him in the gonads, and goes, pretty stupid. And then he uh, he does a funny face, as he said he was going to do, that you, that you would expect an actor to do in a terrible movie. Uh, we're quoting the guy. He's <laughs> Yeah, that's how self-aware yep. this film is. Um, falls down yep. the stairs. Now... So he's pointed as out. Nice... He's pointed out that these that this thing happens in terrible in movies. Terrible movies. Yeah. Right. Now, that's bad enough to happen once. It happens again with another random guy, and he goes in there, and the same scene plays out. Why have they done the whole scene again? Like it might have been acceptable for the guy to go in and quote the first line, why would you then go ahead and have this guy climb up the stairs, step over the ski, do exactly the same thing? I I just, I couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't believe it. Terrible. And so Mm. once they've been hitting the balls with a ski, they're rendered incapable of doing anything else, so they just run away from the house. Yeah, they just run away. I mean, that would Um, terrify me if I had two guys walk into my house to go around, cause absolute chaos, make loads of noise, and then both run out holding their balls. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Call the police, man. Call the police. Uh, like, but they weren't, and they weren't not, smoking, uh, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. After that, Sly kind of gathers all of the other babies from the kindergarten to, to have a little bit of a meeting and a chat, and... He he's decided that he's going to bust all the kids out of the lab. Meanwhile, <laughs> we're going to get you out of here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, wit. Now, I think I've come up with this term, but I'm sure mm. that somebody else has come up with it before. I just haven't heard it. Tell me if Go you've on. heard of this. I wrote twit uses his twin tuition. Oh, that is good. I like that. It's good, isn't it? I yeah, don't know. I, like I, I don't think I've heard that before, and I've possibly made it up. So, um, mm. you heard it here first. Well, um, uh, yeah. I mean, we might have to charge for this podcast now. Mm. No, just credit. Just credit us. Credit fan critical. Yeah. I'll give it to the team. All right. So he uses his twin tuition to know that Sly's planning to bust the kids out. So he knows that it's happening. So he tries mm. to get the the other genius babies prepared we have a sort of horrifically edited together like montagey thing going on yeah um without any music and rubbish dialogue but Mm. to be fair occasionally like sort of quite cute like the little like two-year-olds pretending to do karate Mm. and stuff like that's kind of you you watch that and you think well look it's a terrible montage but you know at least that is the worst montage in the film. There's definitely not going to be another montage in this film that is as bad as that. There's absolutely no way. There can't be. No it way. Just that can't, can't happen. happen. So no. that is the peak at least. And, I mean, we're we're getting so close to the end of the film that surely mm. there's not going to be any more time for a montage. Yeah, I mean, it place. wouldn't make any sense, <laughs> would it? So No. No. Um, no way. No way, Jose. So that's definitely um, not going to happen. Definitely not. Now, a character that hasn't been mentioned yet, another one of the the like the assistants at the kindergarten, um, mm. who's called Dicky, but 
uh, <clears throat> insists on being called something different every day because he comes in dressed in different things. Like one of the times it's ice pick because he's like, I don't know why. Um, mm. Another time he's he... dressed in pink. <laughs> yeah, because he's dressed in pink. So yeah, mm. ice pick, yeah. obviously. Um, yeah, makes sense. Pointless character that adds absolutely zero things to this movie. Nothing. Um, nothing at all. He sneaks around the house watching the babies like an absolute creep. Um, Proper creep. For no creep. apparent reason. Like mm. the, Him doing this adds nothing to any sense of plot. Um, mm. Sly hypnotises the uh, Dom DeLuise character, who's actually called yeah. Lenny, um, which is good. <laughs> uh, we always like it when there's a Len in our movies. Um, I would say Dickie's character is more Len. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being creepy, yeah. Um, offering absolutely nothing. Just you know, certainly. I mean, he works to a good script. I'd imagine if if Dicky had a good script, he'd probably be fine. But if he comes off it, he's got nothing. Absolutely nothing. So Sly hypnotizes a sleeping Dom DeLuise, um, yep. and tells manages to tell him. So he's he he explains to the other babies that are there. Um, oh, I've got a theory that adults can understand baby talk when they're asleep. Well, that's convenient, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so he tells him to that they need to get to Baby Co. Uh, so he's got to drive them there. Mm. He also just has a bit of fun. Him and the the little babies. Why not make him stick his tongue Lighten out? The mood. And, yeah, yeah. Um, make him pick his nose. <laughs> yep, <laughs> tickle him, tickle him, yeah. um, tickle him. Oh, my kids are going to see those. <laughs> um, we will stop quoting The Office one day in these podcasts. No, never. But not today. Not today. <laughs> what do you say to the end of Office quotes on podcasts? <laughs> not today. <laughs> yeah, so they make him stick his tongue out and pick his, pick his own nose. Meanwhile, mm. creepy Dickie, who's standing around the corner also gets hypnotised for some reason and starts waggling his tongue around and picking his nose. <laughs> Just terrible. Dr. Dan Bobbins, he's been working throughout the movie. I don't think we've mentioned this, but he's been working throughout the movie on trying to understand baby talk. Mm. Like that's, that's why he can understand a little bit occasionally is because that's yeah, sort of his, no his research. <laughs> but there is a sudden breakthrough at this point where... Carrie now can suddenly explain to her dad that the babies are being taken to Liechtenstein. <laughs> that was that was never mentioned. Oh no! It's, it's one of those ten countries that they're in. Liechtenstein's yes, one of them. Scraping the barrel sake. there. I mean, no, fucking this hell. is the thing. If you look at the list of countries, it's like Liechtenstein, Andorra. San Marino, Luxembourg. <laughs> they, um, the bobbins go, oh my God, we've got to go. We've got to go to Baby Co and stop this from happening. Um, meanwhile, Dom DeLuise is driving the bus with all the kids back home, uh, but he's not taking them home. He's been hypnotised to take them all to Baby Co. So all the parents of those kids are freaking out. Like, where the fuck is my two-year-old? Yes, and correct. They're calling the bobbins, being like, "Right, where's my where's my two year old?" And they're like, "Oh, 
We'll just um not sure. We'll just we'll just try and find out. They're getting arrested, hundred percent. Definitely arrest them now, please. Sly and the rest of the babies get to Babyco and uh, Sly goes and programs all the robots that exist at the theme park. Pro goes and programs them to cause absolute havoc. Um but these are very clearly not robots. These are very clearly <laughs> human beings <laughs> pretending terribly to be robots. Badly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good though, isn't it? <laughs> Elena grabs wit in in the ensuing melee. Uh, mm. There's, I mean, there's all sorts of chaos going on here. This is this is the big battle scene. Blood everywhere. <laughs> loads of dead yeah. babies Elena grabs Wit for some reason again I don't know why she wants him anymore I don't know what this is puts him mm. in a bag um, too much too much babies being put in bags in this film <laughs> it's easy though isn't it this I was trying to take notes on it all but I lost the will to live mostly at this stage she, she Elena Elena Kinder takes Wit in a bag up to the roof of the, the building where there's a helicopter waiting. Elena Kinder kind of puts Wit into the helicopter, like gives it to a guy yeah. who puts puts him in the helicopter. Then yeah. she jumps on the little ladder at the like that's hanging off the helicopter so she can climb up, presumably. Mm. At that point the Bobbinses turn up. For some reason the helicopter just continues <clears throat> to hover about two metres up, <laughs> which gives Dr. Dan Bobbins a chance to jump on to the ladder um, and like wrestle with Elena Kinder. But he falls off. And for some <laughs> reason, <laughs> despite the fact that they're, they're about 47 centimetres above ground, <laughs> um, seems to deal himself a huge amount of uh, pretty severe injury. Like, he's in trouble. <laughs> he's dead. Very nearly, like Robin yeah. Bobbins runs over to him and it's like, oh my God, oh no. And then she's like, I'm going to get her and runs and jumps onto the ladder as well because the helicopter's still hovering just above ground. Then <laughs> then the police come as well. They're in a helicopter. In the, uh, how are they affording all these helicopters for this, this movie? <laughs> So Robin's like wrestling with Elena Kinder on the ladder of the helicopter and then they end up both falling onto the ground and suddenly Elena says, oh, I'm not related to you, Robin. I'm not your aunt. You were adopted when you were two years old. That's incredible. Absolutely <laughs> groundbreaking news. Thank you for giving us that. <laughs> Why would you, if you're on the floor and someone's about to punch you in the face that you're related to, or apparently related to, why would you give them the ammo to just smash your face in? Yeah. Oh, well, do you know what? Just, I'm not even, we're not even related anyway, and you're a fuck. Then it's just like, all right, well, now I want to smash your face in. So. And so she does. She she says, she acknowledges exactly that. I felt terrible hitting my aunt like that. <laughs> so then she punches elena kinder in the face um now at this point there, there's there's a bit just after that <clears throat> yeah where uh there's a police officer and he's <laughs> yeah. uh he's <laughs> he's uh he's holding um wit uh yeah. and she runs up and she's like 
Officer, that's my son. And he's like, this is your child, man. But he's just, just gives it, gives the baby over immediately. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, so, okay, okay. And then just runs off. Like, yeah. I mean, that's irresponsible for a police officer. A, how has the, how has the police officer got the baby, like, from the helicopter? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, don't worry but about that. Also, <laughs> I, I wrote down the line here, because it's actually a little bit different to what you said. And it's fucking cool. mental. She comes running over to the policeman, who, yeah, is just holding wit. Mm. And she goes, and, and the policeman says, Ma'am, is this your child? And she goes, <laughs> No, it's my son. <laughs> this is your child, ma'am. No, my son. <laughs> and then he just Fuck hands her over. Hell. Just hands her okay. over and runs off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, no worries, bye. <laughs> I mean,. How busy is their day that this guy is running off from a potential scene of someone trying to blow up a building full of babies? Like, oh, I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I've just heard that there's some guy whose son has been kidnapped and swapped with a twin. <laughs> is this your twin? Yes. Okay, bye. <laughs> he closes yeah. more cases than anyone else. Um, is this guy trying to kill you? Yes. Okay, bye. No, help me. <laughs> Case closed. Then the scene sort of ends. Somehow, I'm not sure how, I can't remember. Mm. Um, but we cut to like some sort of happy family scene as Dr. Dan Bobbins gets his memory back. He lost yeah. his memory from falling off the uh, the, the slightly elevated ladder. If you it, the equivalent would be if you're running to work and you just slipped over, it, it's the kind of fall where you'd be like you get up, you'd be annoyed, uh, but you dust yourself down and go to work. If you called work and said, "Right, uh, all it is, um, I tripped up, and now I can't remember anything." In fact, I don't even know how I've called you. So yeah. you've got well, no, you just you just want to skip work, don't you? I, I, I'm on to him. We don't know how long after that scene this new scene is. We don't know how, how long the period of time has been. But he does have a little plaster on his head, a little Band-Aid. So you can tell he has had an injury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was also sitting there like, I don't know, like he was brain dead or something. Like his mouth was open, like he was sort of dead behind the eyes. And then just suddenly he was like, oh, oh, actually, I'm all right now. Hello, everyone. I'm back. My, come on. All right. So he gets his memory back. All the everyone's happy. Kim Cattrall's happy, or Robin Bobbins. Um, <laughs> and they've got three kids now because they've adopted Sly as well. Um, but none of them are geniuses because they've all crossed over into being over, stupid yeah. adults. Mm. Stupid little, two-year-old adults. Little pricks. Old fucking. Bobbin was getting all these business ideas from from Wit. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's, I don't know where his business is going now, to be honest. Uh, that's true. We then get, hold on a second, didn't you say, John, at least we won't get another montage in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, right. What the fuck this is, is this? This is fucking ridiculous. This what is, is so this, man? fucking ridiculous. Can you describe it? 
Right. So let's imagine that this baby geniuses is Endgame. And at the end of Baby Geniuses, you're like, fucking hell, like, they've really pulled this all together over the last 11 years of uh, of making you know, multiple films a year. It's all come down to this Baby Geniuses, plural. Um, so at the end, you might go, you know, let's give you a little tribute. Just do two minutes, just reflecting on, uh, I don't know, like 100 hours of footage over 11 years yeah, amazing films. Uh, it's a little tribute for the fans. When that doesn't work is in an hour and a half film that is awful um, to just replay the film again. Now, again, uh, Leo the Lion did a, a very similar montage uh, to emphasise, you know, the the relationship between some menacing goat and a vegetarian lion. Uh, they showed a montage that I think included footage of something happening two minutes before that montage. Uh, this is awful. Um, and the fact that it then ends with uh, Sly going, if they think I'm doing the sequel for less than 20 million, they're nuts. Um, are you <laughs> fucking taking yeah. the piss? So, yeah, we end with, with a montage of this awful movie and have to relive several moments within it. Um, (laughs) But that is the end of baby geniuses. Thank fuck. That was painful. Absolutely terrible. Do you want to hear something funny? Yes. Yes, I do. Just there's obviously a sequel. There is a sequel to this film. If I ask you what the budget was for um, this film, in fact, no, I won't ask you. I'll tell you. It cost $12 million to make Baby Geniuses. $12 million to make this absolute travesty. Now, with the sequel, because there is a sequel, and the sequel is called <laughs> Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. No, um, just call it Super Babies. It makes Just much call more it sense. Super Babies. Yeah. Um... If I had to ask you what you think the budget was for Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2, what, what's the budget, Gaz? Oh, for, uh, don't be... It can't be less than 20 million, can it? Otherwise, it's wouldn't 20 have million answer. dollars. It's no. absolutely on the nose. There's a That's production unreal. company that turned around and gave the same director of that movie 20 million dollars, which is more than the first one. To make a fucking second film. Like, oh my god, do, do you know what I've just discovered? There's Baby Geniuses 3. I don't even want to know. And there's another one, Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt. It's a whole <laughs> franchise. <laughs> Baby Geniuses and the Space Baby. What is all this shit? We have spent enough time discussing this. Too much. Um, appalling piece of entertainment in inverted commas um Mm. but there is one last thing that we need to do and that is to bloob it we need to give it a rating Mm. um so a reminder zero to five um no halves i'm going to let you go first again mate give me a bloob but uh but give me a bit of an overall review 
there are certain films that uh, I guess you, right at the beginning of this podcast, you said that you know, as two two guys both in their thirties, um, you <laughs> you watch uh, you watch certain films, and some are some are great, some are terrible. Um, but you always have to look through the lens of, you know, it, I might think that it's terrible for me, but uh, I can see how other people could enjoy this film. People that say they enjoy this film are lying to themselves. It, uh, if if I was involved in this film, because most stuff that you are involved in, like as an actor, you could probably watch back just for the, the humour part of it. Oh, look, I'm in this. Um I'm categorically certain that Christopher Lloyd, who, let's remember, he just goes missing in this film. But like, yep. like, what happens to him? Like, I don't no. even understand how or why he was cast in it. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing out of this. And to be honest, um, the concept as well, I'm just like, what's the point in this? I don't... It's not even a smart <laughs> concept. I... Uh, I, I, I literally about halfway through this, I was like, I wish we were doing like Left Behind Two or something because at least, at least there's something there. At least there are moments that I can kind of look back and go, Nicholas Cage is a he's a wacko. Um, <laughs> I've got nothing from this film, absolutely nothing. We started this series with uh, Leo the Lion. That in terms of production. Uh, was terrible, um, and I always thought that we wouldn't we wouldn't watch something that would be as painful um, as Leo the Lion for a long time. This for me is a zero bloob movie. Um, I don't want to watch it ever again, um, and I haven't. Not even for research purposes. <laughs> not even for the fifteen minutes that I just completely you, blanked out and was like, "What's going on?" You barely on here? watched it once. Let's be fair. <laughs> um, that fifteen minutes, I was like, "I'm not rewinding. I'm not doing it. Uh, you can't make me, um, and I won't." So uh, it's a terrible film. Um, it's worthy of of being stuck on with that zero bloob uh, sticker. So yeah, so that's it. Well done, mate. I am sorry. I'm sorry. That's all I have to say is um, I'm sorry to both of us uh, for for putting us through that. And yeah. And did you say you watched it with Michelle? Mm. Oh, Jesus. I'm so sorry, yeah. Michelle. This is so bad and has zero redeemable features. I think the best the best way of describing it is, as you said... I got nothing out of this film. I got nothing from it. Mm. Leo the Lion, I got an appreciation of other films. Um, <laughs> Left Behind, I got an appreciation of some hilarious dialogue like that was, wasn't was deliberately hilarious. Uh, Alienator is great fun to watch. Mm. This was a fucking chore. This is the first one that has just been a chore. It, there is no narrative here that is worth discussing, although we've we've just discussed it for the last two hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the it's just so shit. Like mm. the, with with some actors who know what they're doing, I just don't understand how they've been roped into this like 
what has the director got over them? He must have something. Like, the, mm. are they all part of the same, like, secular religious group and they've sacrificed somebody and now he's threatening to go public? Like, that's... It, it's got to be something <laughs> like that. Because it's mental yeah. that, that, that some of these actors have appeared in this. Mm. Um, I just I just hated it. I just hated watching it and I will never watch it again. And <laughs> I think on that basis... It has to get a zero blueberry as well. Yeah. So there you go. Leo the lion has some company in uh, the dungeons. Oh, God. Mm. And even if it had earned a blueberry, it's losing it for its terrible name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least it's over. It is over. Thank God. But that leads me nicely onto uh, handing the reins over to you, mate. Because it's, I mean, Mm. let's be fair, it's now one all. I've equalised. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with that. So, you, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, look, fair play. Um, I could have been really, like, just competitive and just scored everything one blueberry from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could have, yeah. Um, but, you know, there's an honour system here. But I am competitive. So I did a bit of research. Uh was flicking through, and I had four films on my list that I couldn't decide between. And one of them, I was like, nah, I'll enjoy that too much. And even if I don't, I know Gaz will like it. So we live in a world, Gaz, where anyone can be famous. And uh, and the way in which they can be famous, they could be, you know, podcasters like us. That's that's how we've become famous. That's why uh, we're really famous. famous, yes. There are people that become famous on stuff like Snapchat um, or Instagram, Insta-famous. And then there are people that have made a name for themselves on YouTube. In 2010... Uh, there was a film that was made. I won't tell you who the main star is, um, but I will tell you that the supporting cast uh, includes Pixie Lott, who is just a singer in the UK, and John Cena. Anyway, so I'll give you a little synopsis. When his dream girl moves away, a squeaky-voiced teen sets out on a wacky adventure... (laughs) to find her and prove that he's way cooler than other kids think. Uh, This movie, this 2010 uh, classic, is Fred. So it's Fred's first movie, uh, Fred Figglehorn. I mean, the guy is probably like in his 20s, but he acts like he's six years old or some shit. Um, It looks fucking terrible. Um, And that is our next film. Why have you done that? Because I am competitive. You know, That's... I I is knew I was going to score this zero bloob, and I knew you were as well. So you know, are you sure? I was looking for all the Netflix? films in the world, and just literally this morning, about an hour before we we went live, uh, just flicking through, and it was slap bang in the middle of all the suggestions. I was like, "What the hell is this, Fred?" Uh, and I just saw John Cena going mental. And I was like, oh, this might be interesting. <laughs> and then, <laughs> bearing in mind that Baby Genius's uh, IMDb score is like, what, 2.4 out of 10 or something. Uh, Fred the Movie is 2.2 out of 10. So there you go. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. An excellent couple of uh, couple of weeks of 
<laughs> movie <laughs> coming up for us. All right. These are the things that we do, the sacrifices we make um, mm. for you guys. So, you know, make sure that um, <clears throat> that you do rate and review us, please. Yeah, you fucks. Um, yeah, give us some feedback. It is it is nice to know if uh, if if you've enjoyed this um, because it is hard work sometimes to mm. uh, to watch these to watch these films. Um, so yeah, if you're listening, let us know. If you have any recommendations as well for this, that could be handy. Um, there is a there is a finite number of movies in existence, so. Um, let us know if you've seen any that you think might qualify uh, mm. for the worst of Netflix. Um, and how can they communicate forget... with us, Gaz? Well, yeah, no, uh, wonderful question. Um, <laughs> pr- presumably smoke signals or telepathically um, is what I'm looking Still for. Still accept those. Yep. Use your twin tuition. Yeah. Um, no, you can also, if twin tuition isn't working, uh, get in touch <laughs> with us on our uh, uh, Twitter um, particularly if we want to speak to John. Um, mm. John, what's our Twitter account? It's Fan Critical Pod. You're mostly in charge on that one, aren't you? That's why it's the most followed. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so if you want to say bad stuff about John, then hit us up on Instagram, um, where we Which is are Fan underscore Critical, or on Facebook, just Fan Critical. And uh, your other option is you can always send us an email. Um, mm. Send it to fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com excellent all right well we'll uh we'll we'll call it a day there oh okay see you bye more <laughs> thanks policeman john um thanks once again to my to my little sidekick over there john thanks buddy mm, yeah yeah thanks mate <laughs> and thank you very much uh for listening to yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh, but mostly yes thank you to me who actually watched this film properly and <laughs> had to engage <laughs> goodbye see ya Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast.